That's no moon. From Coruscant Way and World Drive, you're listening to the intersection of Star Wars, Disney Entertainment, and Parks and Resort Fun. I'm your host, Brian, and with me, as always, is my ghost host, Nancy. Hello. Keep your hands, arms, feet, and legs inside the podcast at all times. We are catching up on the news and talking about our Star Wars day at sea. Uh, Yeah, so uh, it's been a little while. Yeah. That's entirely (laughs) my fault. Um... We're working to make a podcast schedule with all of our other podcast commitments that makes this more frequent. We should do that. I'm sorry. (laughs) But we're going to be doing this more frequently, uh, especially as we'll be out at the parks more as the year goes on. And as we get closer to Star Wars Land opening, which Indeed. we will be talking about soon. <laughs> yep, uh, we have uh, we have some uh, Galaxy's Edge stuff to talk about today. Uh, but before we go too much further, the Mouse Droid is brought to you by you, our Patreon subscribers. Uh, that's uh, patreon.com slash Station. Get in at the $1 level, and that gets you access to our Patreon-exclusive Slack team, where you can talk about this show, our other shows, and uh, just hang out with us. It's fun. You should do it. It is fun. All right. So the Disney and Star Wars things we've been up to. Uh, it's been a lot of movies we've seen since oh, we last got here. A lot of movies. Uh, we saw Black Panther. I actually saw that one aboard the Disney Fantasy. Yes. And, and we saw it again at home mm-hmm. or at, in the in the actual theater, not on a boat. <laughs> yeah. So the nice thing about uh, cruising with uh, the Disney Cruise Line is uh, whenever there's a Disney owned film that gets a release, you can see it premiere night at sea. Yes. And we did that with Black Panther, and it was a lot of fun, Uh, even though we were very tired because it did start screening at midnight. It did, and I can't do midnight showings anymore <laughs> yeah that, that was hard for me i i wore my i wore my pajamas i brought a blanket i had my coke and popcorn and about an hour into the movie i was like oh god my eyes are closing this is gonna be bad mm-hmm. but i didn't want to leave because i was liking the movie but i was just so tired but i made it through and then uh, we saw it again the following weekend, and we both really, really enjoyed it. Yeah, I really, really liked the movie. It was it was fantastic. Um, it's the it's the it's the kind of blockbuster I think has been needed to be made for a while. So I'm very glad that uh, I'm very glad it is uh, now out in the Marvel Cinematic yeah, Universe. Yeah, it's a great superhero movie. It's just a good movie in general. Mm-hmm. I'm. I really hope that this starts a trend of not doing origin stories uh-huh. because they are so tiresome now and it would have been really disappointing if a character like Black Panther like 
had the whole, oh, another origin story, superhero fatigue type thing. Yeah. So I, I'm i glad they they went the way they did, and it was just a good movie. It, it, re- it really was. Um, we also went and saw A Wrinkle in Time, and we actually talked about that pretty extensively. Yes. Uh, on TSR. And Black Panther. Yeah, and Black Panther. So uh, if you want to hear more thoughts about and that. And Infinity War. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just to dig into our TSR back catalog, and you can hear our more in-depth review and thoughts uh, there. Um, like you said, we also saw Avengers Infinity War. Yes. Which we both really liked. We, I you loved, loved it. it. I adored that movie. I know there's people have issues with it, and um, I sort of, I mean, I it was it's one of those rare movies where I left and I did not dislike anything about that movie. Um and I can explain why. Like, I, I understand why people have a problem with the Gamora plotline of that movie. I didn't. I thought it was really well done. And um, but yeah, I just loved everything about it. It was great. And I can't wait for the next one. <laughs> I really need Captain Marvel to be out yes, like now. Me too. Me too. Uh, and then we also went and saw Solo this past week. Which we didn't like as much as Inve- <laughs> Avengers Infinity War it's or gonna Black Panther. It's going to be hard for a movie to reach Infinity War for me this year. I don't even know what other movies are coming out this year. Uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, that's, Infinity War is definitely the top of my list. Uh, Solo, I mean, it was enjoyable. There were a lot of things I didn't like about it, and unfortunately, they're not things I can overlook because they do impact the plot. Um, and I, we're gonna go see it again either I think tomorrow, and hopefully, you know, I'll in, hopefully I'll enjoy the things I enjoyed better. But um, I I don't know. It's good. It it's yeah. The soundtrack is really great. The soundtrack is good. I we will have more thoughts on this uh, when we record TSR this week. Uh, so check in on TSR later this week for our full review yes. of Solo. Yes. Uh, any other Disney stuff we've been up to? We uh, went to we a Flower and Garden Festival yeah, a time we haven't, or two. We haven't been to the parks as much lately. Um, we've done Disney Springs a bunch, and we went to went to Epcot a few times with people, but um, I don't think we've I don't think we've really been to the parks as much. Hopefully. It'll stop raining and we can go again. Well, we, we do have a number of people coming into town soon. That's going to force us to go to the park. So we'll have more uh, more park stuff to share next time. Yes. No doubt. Yes. Uh, hey, let's uh, dive into some Star Wars news real quick. And we lead off with uh, Thrawn Alliances, the sequel to uh, Timothy Zahn's Thrawn. Um, had an excerpt over on the official Star Wars site that featured the location name of Batu, which is where they will be heading. That is... There's some brand synergy for you. Yeah. So Batu is, of course, the planet in Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. Um, and it's really exciting to see that they were going to Batu during the time of the Empire. Like, So it'll be really interesting to see what this planet is like both in the Clone Wars because they're going to be talking about when Thrawn first went there and then during the Empire and then to go to Galaxy's Edge and see what's different. 
So your first look at Galaxy's Edge is coming to you in the form of a uh, of a novel is or of a novel. That's, I know that's pretty cool. It is, and I, now I really hope like they get like do like some sort of feature of, of Timothy Zahn walking through Galaxy's Edge. I really hope they do that, and that maybe we'll see some uh, blue skinned aliens walking around Galaxy's Edge, depending on what happens in the book. I, I would very much be in favor of that. So right. yes, uh, Thrawn Alliances. That is, I believe, the next book out on Delray's publishing schedule. Yep, it comes out in July. Uh, that's going to be your first look into Galaxy's Edge. So look forward well, to that. Well, besides the end of Star Tours. Well, yes. That doesn't <laughs> count. Uh, Star Wars Resistance is the next animated uh Star Wars property coming to the Disney Channel. Uh, this succeeds uh, Star Wars Rebels and um, is set to feature what they are calling anime-inspired art. So it sounds like it's going to be more traditionally hand-drawn as opposed to the uh, CGI work in Rebels and Clone Wars. Yes, and it takes place before The Force Awakens, which is very cool because we don't have a lot of supplemental material leading up to that time frame. And it's also going to feature um, Poe Dameron and... uh, Captain Phasma, who will be voiced by Oscar Isaac and Gwendolyn Christie, respectively. Um, and it's going to star a like a scouting pilot, a, a, a recon pilot, a recon pilot, which I'm very excited about because if this show is about pilots, that's really all I've ever wanted. That's what I wanted Rebels to be. It is what I wanted Rebels to be, but I also still want an X-Wing show yeah and i don't know if i'm ever gonna get that so I, i'll take I this know. i'll take um, this uh interestingly it sounds like dave filoni is not the showrunner on this one yeah i well i know r- recently he he basically became head of the whole animation department mm-hmm. um i remember he stopped being like executive producer of rebels and people and people were saying if that meant anything and they're like no he's just head of all animation and but he so he created the show but i don't know what his day-to-day involvement is in it yeah um, uh there are two new executive executive producers that uh, lucasfilm has brought on board for this show yeah and one who's been with star wars animation before yeah so i'm i'm excited to see what um, what it looks like and who the char- who the other characters are because we only know one so far and um, if we get other animated shows that um, besides Forces of Destiny and Freemaker Adventures you know if we get another animated series besides this one mm-hmm. um, I really think that one of the th- one of the places they can go, that they haven't done is like animated movies. Yeah. Like just one-offs. And they've got a new streaming network that's coming up soon and an animated film just direct to that network would work really well. Yeah, or like a mini series type mm-hmm. type show, like a show that's meant to be only 8 or 13 episodes. Yeah. Like Agent Carter, for example, um which should have been longer, but you know, but just because um there's so many like neat stories in Star Wars that you're like, oh, I'd love to see that, but I don't know if it could sustain a you know 22 episode season for five years. 
So it and not everything needs to be a huge live action production. So I feel like 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 the whole um the way Rebels ended with this with uh Ahsoka and Sabine going off to search for Ezra. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like that would be like the perfect animated movie. Um I don't know if it has enough to sustain a whole TV show. Um but that that seems like the perfect opening for Star Wars animated film. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, moving on, like we mentioned, Solo released and it is currently bombing out at the box office. <laughs> it's not bombing. It's just not doing it as well as they expected, which I don't understand why. Because, I mean, they knew it wasn't going to. <laughs> uh, uh, it's currently uh, tracking about fifty million under uh, what they had. What they had forecast. Uh, so, I mean, 101 million it's tracking now, which is by no means a bad number, but uh, it's definitely not what they had been targeting. Yeah, it's um, it's it's weird because people have all these different op- opinions on why it's not doing as well as they thought it would be, um, which I'm, I'm going to love hearing about for like the next 18 months until episode nine comes out. And that's said with deep sarcasm. But I feel like it came out so soon after Last Jedi. Like, I don't know if people have had a time to breathe. And also, like, the last three Star Wars movies have all come out in December. So it's kind of become, like, a tradition or a trend. And people might be like, oh, this is coming out in May? Why? (laughs) So I don't know if that hurt it at all. Also, that the reviews all came out last week, mm-hmm. and I wonder if people went to the theater thinking that Solo was going to be out and found it, you know, Deadpool instead. Yeah, I mean the the reviews did come out last week, um, but the reviews definitely were the while not bad, were not great, which may have also depressed uh, some of the box office. Uh, yeah, box office take. Yeah, yeah. So uh, that'll be interesting, and uh, especially to see how this affects standalone's going future. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do wonder if they may be um, rethinking doing these sort of origin standalone films. Yeah. And it's kind of something I hope they rethink. Yeah, um, I don't want an origin story for everyone. Like, Yeah, I mean, these origin stories for established characters are fine. But I really liked Rogue One more because it was very much not just, uh, here's your favorite character, let's see how they got to... Yeah. Let's see how they got to where you met them. Like, I don't mind doing, like, stories about a specific character, but... The origin? Yeah. It's like what we were saying, what I, like I was saying with the superhero thing. Like, I don't want to see superhero origin story after origin story. I don't, I would like to see them doing their thing. Um, and that's kind of like why I wish the Han movie had focused on a different part of his life. But mm-hmm. we'll talk about that on TSR. <laughs> like, I would love an Obi-Wan movie. But an Obi-Wan movie wouldn't be how Obi-Wan became a Jedi. It would be Obi-Wan on the desert feeling depressed as hell. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, I mean, and even like the whole rumor now about a Boba Fett movie, it makes me roll my eyes because I don't care. But if it's like a movie about Boba Fett 
during the original trilogy time where he's with other other bounty hunters, like at least that is not how Boba Fett became Boba Fett because we already know that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> uh, let's see. Moving on, Celebration Chicago announced. Uh, Celebration, the irregular Star Wars fan convention. Uh, Pulled a bit of a surprise move, and yeah. instead of being in Anaheim or Orlando, where um, it was expected, where Disney is and where it was expected, uh, they are going to be in Chicago, uh, which I wonder if it has anything to do with uh, Reed Pop, the uh, body that uh, organizes Celebration, ha- also having C2E2 in Chicago the week before. Yeah. That is a good question. Um, It's the same time period as the last two celebrations in the middle of uh, April. So it seems like that is what they're sort of sticking to time frame wise. Um, But yeah, I was really I think a lot of people were really surprised with Chicago. And um, I mean, I'm happy for our friends in the Midwest who don't have to travel as much. Um, I'm happy that uh, our airfare is going to be cheaper. Yeah. Than Anaheim. Yeah. I I mean, I can't be too disappointed because I've had three celebrations in Orlando. (laughs) I, I I, I did not expect it to come back to Orlando. Yeah. I was actually looking forward to going somewhere other than Orlando. I was looking forward was, to going back to Anaheim. Yeah, I was really looking forward to going back to Anaheim. Anaheim was really nice. And I, I I hope after celebration, maybe it goes back to Anaheim. I'm wondering if some stuff is going on in Anaheim that they didn't want it to be there. Um, and possibly we'll discuss this in the news. <laughs> mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, uh, Celebration Chicago. Tickets go on sale this week. Yeah. Or sorry, not no, this June week, 5th. next week. Uh, so, uh, June, Tuesday, June 5th. Yes. Uh, so yes, you, we all have that to look forward to. Um, we have opening windows for Galaxy's Edge. Uh, it's going to be, and correct me if I'm wrong, um, it is a summer, spring, spring, late spring. No, I think summer to 2019 for, for Disneyland, Disneyland and late fall 2019 for uh, Disney World. Yes. Right in time for the holiday season. Oh, my God. When the I, lines. When I realized that, I was like, God, no. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll be making a hotel reservation and taking advan- advantage of the advanced fast pass booking, but... Uh, yeah, I imagine that's going to be quite crazy. Um, yeah, a good a good way of putting it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving on for some Disney entertainment news. And where are we starting here? Oh, Chris Evans leaving after the next Avengers movie. Oh. I don't want to talk about it. Oh. Bye, Cap. <laughs> Actually, he's not even my favorite. <laughs> Thor. Thor right? is my yeah, favorite. Yeah. Thor is great. But, uh, and there is a new trailer that premiered on Ellen for the Christopher Robin film, and I watched it, and that movie's going to wreck me. I don't know what it's about. I haven't watched any of the trailers. All I've seen is Ewan McGregor with Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> mm-hmm. So Christopher Robin grows up, and his friends from the hundred, or from the... Hundred acre, thousand acre, hundred acre woods. Yeah, uh, come and uh, seek him out, and apparently they become friends with uh, Christopher Robin's daughter. And oh, yeah. So it's like Hook. A little bit, yeah. Aww. But yeah, that- I thought it 
was like an out of like a like a thing with the the author of Winnie the Pooh. Oh no no. So it's so it's like an in universe yeah. type thing. Yeah. Oh. Uh. So yeah, that film's gonna wreck me. Oh. Um. And uh, yeah, check that trailer out. Uh. Meanwhile, Kevin Feig, Feige, Feig, Feig, Feig. I don't uh, know Feige. Whatever. Something hints that Ms. Marvel is coming to the MCU, and I am very happy about that. Ms. Marvel is currently my favorite ongoing Marvel run. And the world would be a better place if everyone went, read that comic, so please go read it. <laughs> You're glaring at me as you say that. <laughs> They're all so good. They're such good comics. Uh, and finally, Disney announces the full 2018 and 2019 film calendar. Uh, rounding out... Uh, Rounding out the calendar, um, Incredibles 2 is June 15th, Ant-Man and the Wasp, July 6th, uh, Christopher Robin, August 3rd, The Nutcracker in the Four Realms, November 2nd, Ralph Breaks the Internet, November 21st, Mary Poppins Returns, December 25th, Captain Marvel, March 9th, yes. Dumbo, March 29th, Penguins, April 19th, uh, Avengers 4, May 3rd, Aladdin, May 24th, Toy Story 4, June 21st, The Lion King, July 2019, Artemis Fowl, August 19, 2019, Frozen 2, November 27th, and episode Star Wars Episode 9, December 19th. That's the most important one. So yes, very busy calendar for Disney. Uh, hey, let's move on to some uh, Disney parks and resorts news. The dragon caught fire. Yeah. Is there dragon still in I the don't parade know, now? I don't know if the dragon's in the parade now that's, or not. That's a weird... That would be a yeah, hard so, thing to uh, shake out. The steampunk dragon in the... Uh, per- Maleficent. Maleficent. She has a name. Uh-huh. In the uh, daytime parade over at Magic Kingdom caught fire. Yeah. It was very tragic. Yeah. Uh, Pirates of the Caribbean implemented uh, their auction change, replacing the redheaded, the redhead wench with a badass redhead pirate lady. Yeah, we can't really comment because we haven't seen it. But it is a change I am all for. I mean, Disney changes stuff all the time. It's hard to get annoyed about it, but I, I mean, think, I, think I do sometimes. I mean, yeah, I mean, like, she's still in there. So, like, I mean, what would you rather have? The the cool lady pirate or the lady being sold at an auction? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's well, how I think of it. Honestly, that one should have probably gone a long time ago. So I'm very cool with yeah. the change. Uh, Marvel Day at Sea announced, and boy, we want to go. I know it looks so fun. I mean, it, it start. I think it started last November, but mm-hmm. they started doing it from Miami in the winter, and it looks like a lot of fun. Their stage shows look really fun. The um the care they have a lot of cool characters. They have Disney characters in superhero costumes, which they used to do yeah, for Star Wars. M- Marvel seems to let DCL have the fun with the property that Lucasfilm won't. Well, yeah, like I mean, and not just like in general, like not just in the boats, but in in general. And I'm, I mean, I can understand like now, like disney owns star wars so it's different from when they had star wars weekends but like mm-hmm. it just seems weird like that they used to do all this stuff before they owned it and now they owned it and they're like nope can't do that can't have too much fun with it <laughs> not allowed i don't yeah i i don't know the reasoning behind that and i would really love to like 
talk to someone and hear why um why that that they changes but the but marvel day at sea looks so much fun and sadly it's only five days and it's the cruises that leave from miami not port canaveral but um if they're still doing it maybe like 2020 we'll end up going yeah we'll see uh, let's see. Moving on here. Uh, Marvel Land at three Disney parks. So, uh, Disneyland is obviously one of them. What are the other two? I think it's Hong Kong mm-hmm. or Tokyo and Paris. And, uh, yep, those are the locations for that. The reasons we can't have them here in Florida is because of the bizarre universal agreement. If you can explain to us how that works, we'd be very appreciative because there seems to be no rhyme or reason to it. Well... In 1999, Islands of Adventure opened at Universal Studios. It was the second park that opened there. And one of the islands was Marvel Superhero Island, which had the Incredible Hulk roller coaster, um, the Storm Force Accelotron, Doctor Doom's Fear Fall, and uh, the Spider-Man ride. Um and I think that's I think that's all of them. And it had characters, you know, going around and it was it was all like Marvel superhero theme land, but it was like comics themed, um, not how the characters appear in the in movies. Um, then the Marvel Cinematic Universe started coming out and they didn't change the characters like they kept them based on the comics. But then Disney bought Marvel. <laughs> and then <laughs> and everything as part got part of the contract. It was the contract was written so that Universal had theme park rights on in this side of the country so that Disney World could not put Marvel characters in their well, certain Marvel characters. Yes. And that's how they get around that, because it's basically the the rot. Universal has to maintain the rides. They have to, like, keep up the presence of those characters in the parks. And that's why they won't just stop having meet and greets with Captain America, because then Disney World would have meet and greets with Captain America. So it's very... Very weird. Yeah, it's, but the 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 thing doesn't even apply to all Marvel property. Like right. we're getting, we're going to talk about this in a bit, but we're getting a Guardians of the Galaxy coaster here. Yeah. So it's weird. It's basically what Universal had on the get go. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of people have speculated in the past that they're going to um, close Marvel Superhero Island and retheme it. But I mean, they just redid the hulk roller coaster they redid the whole the spider-man movie they upgraded that to like a different the better technology so i don't see them letting it go anytime soon yeah it's just really weird for people who come to orlando and they're like wait a minute why don't you have marvel at disney world and you have to explain to them about contracts (laughs) (laughs) so yeah it's odd uh let's see here uh Disney Cruise Line is remo- rumored to be buying a second private port in the Bahamas to, uh, from the sounds of it, supplement uh, Castaway Key. Uh, this isn't going to be an island, though. It's more just a big stretch of beach. That's uh, weird. Yeah, and on the other side, uh, and not too far away is from where they're looking here, uh, Princess Cruise Line also owns a huh. stretch of beach uh, for... For their guests. Huh. So, uh, I'm not quite sure what they're planning on doing with this, uh, but, um, 
Uh, it's it's definitely interesting that uh, they're doing something other than Castaway. They're looking at something other than Castaway Key. It makes sense with the new ships coming out that they need more island space. Yeah, um, just because uh, going from four to seven. Yeah, I forgot. I always forget they added a third one to yeah. that to that announcement. Uh, that's probably more ships than can get into Castaway Key during a week. Right. Um. So uh, it's de- it's interesting. I'll be keeping an eye out for uh, what they're doing with that. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, over at Epcot, the Ratatouille ride structure, as well as the Guardians of the Galaxy coaster ride structure, has gone vertical. I'm excited for the roller coaster. Yes. I don't know anything about Ratatouille. <laughs> Is Ratatouille a roller coaster? I don't know if it's a roller coaster or not. But yeah, I'm really excited about the Guardians of the Galaxy ride. Yeah, really I, I can't wait for that. Uh, we were at Epcot a little while ago, and I think we saw parts of it uh, going vertical there. Um, and speaking of vertical, uh, Galaxy's Edge, uh, it, the, it was like the last time we drove by it. Mm-hmm. We were just kind of stunned at how vertical it had gotten. Right. Uh, they are... They are moving quick, quicker than they ever did with Pandora. I know they're they're getting it out. <laughs> yeah they they want that they want that thing opened up. Yeah. Uh, new details revealed for the space themed restaurant that is coming to Epcot. It's going to be uh, nestled between Mission Space and Test Track. Uh, you'll be entering the venue through the right side of the uh, Mission Space facade, um, where the old paper fast pass distribution was located uh, years ago yeah um kind of similar to how you get to the coral reef restaurant over by uh the seas with nemo and friend um and uh, yeah at this restaurant you will go to space it, this is a sit down table service and uh i'm really excited about it yeah i'm looking at some of the renderings now uh, these renderings have been out for a while but uh, yeah i'm really excited about it because um the the Star Wars Hotel, it looks like it's going to be more of a thing where you can't just go there if you're not staying there. Mm-hmm. Um, so having the space restaurant at Mission Space will or will will fill that need to like I don't want you know I you can't stay at the Star Wars Hotel all the time and you, you know you can't go to Batu all the time especially if it's, it's going to be super crowded but you can go eat in space yes. in Epcot. Uh, the restaurant will be l- quite large, uh, totaling over 400 seats. Wow. Uh, there is a bar, but it seats just 12, <laughs> which is a bummer. <laughs> Boo. Uh, and um, yeah, no opening date yet, uh, but it should open before 2021, which is the 50th anniversary of Walt Disney World. Mm-hmm. I cannot wait for that restaurant. Me, yeah, we have to go. I- Epcot has the best restaurants like i'm kind of annoyed this isn't coming to hollywood studios because hollywood studios studios offerings are just bad yeah but epcot has so many good restaurants and so many good like quick service too so it's an embarrassment of riches over there it really is uh a disney patent reveals a virtual narrative system designed for galaxy's edge uh so uh, here Here's what the patent claims. A user interface may be presented to a creator to facilitate the creation of narrative content. The user interface may be part of a system to configure to generate recommendations pertaining to narrative content. 
The narrative content is meant to be experienced by users, e.g. in a virtual space. Uh, feedback and or other responses from the creator may be used to train and or modify the generation of new recommendations. Feedback and or other responses from the users may be used to train and or modify the generation of new recommendations. What does this all mean? Well, Galaxy's Edge is... If this does apply to Galaxy's Edge, it's going to be super interactive. And That's fun. Yeah. I am really, really... Uh, like, this uh, This article I've got here from WDW News today uh, calls it a Westworld-style narrative system. <laughs> I'm not sure if that's the best... Uh, yeah. I'm not sure if that's the best uh, analogy you want to make there. But yeah. um, it is... All indications say it's going to be something very different. What I'm wondering is if it's there's something that you can, like, turn off. Like, if you can opt in. So, like, when you go through, you have people, like, coming up to you and trying to interact with you. Or if you can just be like, no, I don't want to talk to anybody right now, so don't try to mess with me. You know what I mean? Like, so at, at, at Halloween Horror Nights, they had the scare zones. Where you would, you know, people would come up to you with like the chainsaws and they'd like try to scare you and all that. And for a while, there was like no scare zones where if you just wanted to walk through, you could. Um, or people would say, like, walk on this side of the street and the characters won't bother you. I'm wondering if they'll have something like that. Because I could just tell, like, if we go, like, with a bunch of friends, like, or, you know, if our family's in town and we're just exhausted after being at the park all day and it's crowded and it's like the last thing we want to do is talk to people <laughs> i don't know you know what i mean yeah i i, I know what you mean uh, maybe it's something you can toggle through the app and it just reads your magic band and lets cast members know whether or not you're whether or like, not you're larping today and, yeah or you're um like put it set it so you can like still be in universe set it as like undercover <laughs> so like you're undercover so like they just kind of like meet your eye and they're like yeah we got you we got you <laughs> uh final bit of news here a recent another patent application uh a recent patent application filed by disney enterprises indicates a lightsaber based augmented reality experience that may be used in the par or uh, in Galaxy's Edge or at the hotel, and I am wondering if this is going, this is going to be something similar to uh, Lenovo's um, lightsaber thing. Hmm. I predict um, accidents. <laughs> I also predict accidents. <laughs> Thankfully, there won't be dismemberments, but <laughs> people are going to pull things. They're going to trip and fall <laughs> yeah and it looks yeah i'm just really interested in learning more about the hotel i i really want more information about that like yeah. we've gotten some decent info about the parks but that hotel like i just want to know if i can just go there Yeah, can i just go can there I just go there and sit in the bar or in the lobby yeah. like if they don't have a bar just like if they just have a cantina that's for people there okay but can i just sit in the lobby and write yeah like can you just see the hotel without having to experience the hotel? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right. So that was our final bit of news. We are now going to cut over to something recorded back in February. Uh, this was our trip uh, to Star Wars Day at Sea on board the Disney Fantasy. Uh, we talked about our uh, our seven-day cruise experience, uh, Star Wars Day at Sea, and uh, some other stuff. Uh, so 
Enjoy that. We'll catch you all on the other side. Well, hello from day seven of our Star Wars Day at Sea cruise. Uh, we're here in our stateroom, uh, just kind of sitting back and bemoaning the fact that we're less than 12 hours from getting off the ship. Boo. Boo. Actually, not less than 12 hours. I know. It's even less than that. No, we don't get off until like nine. We don't get off till nine? Yeah. Okay. Well, we're in our stateroom right now. I need a cookie. <laughs> We're in our stateroom having ordered room service. It's yummy. It's a good cookie. It is. So, uh, how would you describe how this cruise has gone so far, Nancy? Excellent. Has it? Yes. Okay. Except for the two days when it was really rocky and we yeah. both got sick. Uh, this cruise started with two days at sea and that might have been the rockiest I, I've ever felt it on a cruise it was not fun no and i'm not prone to getting motion sick i spent the last half of one of the days just curled up in bed trying not to throw up and i'm usually the one who does get sick and i was feeling like out of it but not completely you know sick and i never actually got sick so thankfully whatever i did worked (laughs) Uh, so, uh, how should we do this? Just recap what we did on the cruise? Yes. You you have more mind capacity than me right now. And why do I have more mind capacity than you? There's no reason. No reason? The two drinks I had at the Castaway Key Serenity Bay Air Bar? There we go. Okay. Uh, Chris actually got off to a little bit of a weird start for us. <laughs> yeah. Um... A double whammy of a surprise Coast Guard inspection and the check-in uh, computer system going down. I think it was more the, the computers than the Coast Guard. I think the Coast Guard was kind of like something that happens yeah. often and they can, you know, make up time for oh, it. That but apparently did the- set debarkation for the previous cruise back about an hour, hour and a half. And then we didn't get on the ship until like, what, after two? Yeah, and we stood outside the terminal for an hour. An hour. hour. Like, I mean, we weren't even inside the terminal. We didn't even get through the uh, area where they check your passports for an hour. It was, yeah. It was rough. We we were a little confused because normally um, we book far enough in advance where we can, uh, we get a pretty early boarding time, but because we booked this one a month and a half before sailing we got a late boarding time so i mean it still was pretty early it was like 12 yeah but, but we mean, didn't know if this was a function of us not getting the earliest boarding time we normally yeah, we get. got there at like twelve thirty, and usually we get there at like ten thirty. yeah but we talked to people who got there early and they said it was the same thing yeah and so then we start hearing from the uh, terminal staff that uh, they got caught up in a uh, coast guard inspection and then the um, computer uh, check-in system went down. But when we knew that something was really wrong was when we saw Disney uh, Cruise Line staff handing out water bottles to people waiting outside of the terminal. Listen, if they give you something for free, that means something's wrong. That It's true. Yeah. So, yeah, we got to the port at what? 12? 12? 12.30. 12.30? Yep. 
And we thought, yeah, you know, because we were wanting to get on the boat by one, because that's when they open up the reservations for the adult restaurants, and we wanted to change ours. So we got there around 12.30. We figured that would give us enough time to get through security, to check in, and we'd get on the ship right around 1. Mm-hmm. We didn't get on until close to 2.30. Yeah, and it wasn't because we had a later boarding time. It was just everything got backed up. Yeah. But on the plus side, that meant that we were in uh, equal footing with everyone else checking in. Yeah, because we were looking at the ship and we couldn't see anyone on the ship until like maybe one thirty ish. Um, one thirty, one forty five was the first yeah. time we saw anyone actually on board the ship. Yeah, and I felt bad for like all the people who it was their first cruise because I'm like, this is not what it's usually like, guys. Yeah, <laughs> it's usually a lot better. Now, I can say, though, if you're like us and you booked late and didn't really have a good chance to book things like Apollo, brunch or dinner or shore excursions, they seem to hold a lot back until uh, day one. Yeah. And it also helped that there was a lot opening for Star Wars Day at Sea. We had uh, table mates these crews and they were both able to get Apollo brunch uh, during Star Wars Day at Sea because a lot of people don't want it that day, which is... Originally, we had it that day, and we switched it to the first day. Yeah, that day. was the only day we could book online. Was yeah. uh, but um, and one of the, our table mates didn't book it until like the night before. So yeah, but yeah, we were lucky. We just um, we just walked right onto the ship, went to um, Royal Court, and um, just said, "Hey, can you switch our reservation from?" This day to literally any other day, and they said, "Oh yeah, how how's tomorrow at eleven sound?" And it we sounded said, great. And uh, then after that, we just uh, went over to La Piazza. You wanted to book a mixology class, yep. And uh, we got that. We it was impossible to book that online. Yeah, it was sold out. And uh, we actually managed to get that too. Yes. Um. That was fun. Yes. Yeah. We'll talk about that one later. Um, and uh, there was one more thing we did. We had to do right away, but I'm blanking on what it was. I think that's it. Oh, I had to go cancel something I'd booked. It was the other drink class. Yeah, that we swapped for uh, mixology. Yeah, but that was at the same place. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then we just came to our rooms and dropped off our stuff because they were open, and then we went and ate Yeah, the, the perk about boarding so late was our room was... Ready. Ready the instant we walked on. Yeah. So, yeah, we just came in here, dropped our stuff off, went and got lunch. By the time we were done with lunch, we got, came back here and our bags had shown up. Yep. This is such a good cookie. <laughs> Nancy's enjoying her cookie from room service. They, The cookies that they have by the pool are not the same cookies. They're, like, tiny and hard. And these are the nice, big, soft cookies that they serve on Castaway Key. And now I'm mad that I didn't get one until today. Oh. Mm. They Thankfully, they gave me two, so maybe I'll bring one yes. home. Uh, oh, I know the other thing we did uh, that day before we really did a whole bunch else. What? Uh, we went and booked a placeholder cruise. Was it that day or the next day? Day one. Was it really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, so, yeah, if you're, if you're like us and you like cruising Disney and you like having placeholder cruises... Don't waste any time. Just go that first day. You should explain what a placeholder cruise is. 
So a placeholder cruise is, you know, at some point in the future, you want to do another cruise. 18 months. Yeah. Uh-huh. Sometime is in the next 18 eight- months or 24 months. I think it's 18. Months. I think it's 18. Um, and you can book what is called a placeholder cruise, which is essentially them saying uh, you're giving them a deposit as an IOU. 250 bucks. Mm-hmm. To do a cruise down the line at the price booked that day. Well, it's not booked that day. It's it's when you book it, you get just get the discount. Yeah, so it's what, a 10% discount? It's a 10%, 10% discount on $200 stateroom credit. Uh, $200 for a seven-day, $100 for yeah. uh, two to three to five? Yeah, it's, it's, there, there's something there, but yeah. I mean, it's definitely worth it. Yeah, it's a good deal. Um, we've booked placeholder cruises before yeah um and while this wasn't a placeholder uh, the first time we you and i went on a disney cruise we booked our honeymoon cruise yes that trip and we got a really good deal our first star wars day at sea cruise was originally a placeholder that we ended up switching over to that one yeah so basically it's you book a placeholder once you figure out what cruise you want to go on and then you transfer it over and that works because if they haven't announced certain itineraries yet you can wait and then transfer that over when they open yeah so or you can just come on the ship and book another cruise as you know with the discount which is what we did when we booked alaska yeah yeah so it's even if you're not sure if you're going to do another cruise in the next 18 months i would just do it anyways because you can cancel and get your deposit back yeah it just yeah if you don't sail within 18 months you just they just refund your money so so yeah there's nothing to be lost yep by doing that um what do we do that day after that i don't remember <laughs> <laughs> uh, we hung out at the quiet cove for a little bit the yeah, quiet cove which is the adults uh only pool deck which is great they actually have a poolside bar hot tub and what we refer to as cuddle chairs where you can Take a nap with your significant other. It's great. Or by yourself. Yes. Um, we did the show that night. Yeah, there's a welcome show that night. It's it's kind of cheesy. It's very Disney cheesy schmaltzy. The only reason I like it is because they usually have one of the variety acts on it. Like, they feature them. So I like to kind of see what they have. I, I thought it was going to be more of them instead of just the one guy. Mm-hmm. But he was funny, and then we ended up seeing him during the cruise. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but then it's uh, just kind of middle about the ship until dinner. And this trip, we did something new. Yes. Would you care to say what that new thing was? We had table mates. Yeah. Normally in the past, we had just... Requested a table by ourselves because we're introverts mm-hmm. and scared of people. <laughs> true. We're very frightened of people. <laughs> but... We figured since this was a Star Wars cruise, usually Disney's really good at matching people up who are traveling like with the same demographic. So like if you have kids of a certain age, they'll try to match you up with families that have kids of the same age so they can like be friends and stuff. Um, and if you're traveling by yourself as adults, they will pair you up with other adults who are traveling by themselves. And in this case, we had it was three couples at our table with who were all without one one of the couples had kids but they were traveling without them yeah so it was it was actually i really enjoyed it 
Um, yeah, I, I wasn't sure what I was going to think about it, um, but mm-hmm. I had a really good time. I did too. I mean, the only thing I don't—I don't really like second seating. I feel like it's too late to eat. And, and there, it, with DCL, there's two seating options. There's a main seating, which is about six o'clock, five forty-five, five forty-five, and, and a second seating, which is eight fifteen. We booked so late; our only option was eight fifteen. Yeah, and um, I mean, it's it's. I mean, it's still fine, you know, because. You can get room service, so you can get stuff by the pool. So, you know, you're not going to go hungry. It's just once 8.15 rolls around and you're ordering food, and then the food comes on at 9 o'clock and you're kind of like, eh, do I really want to eat dinner right now? And plus, like, the dinner takes a long time. So, you know, they have they have stuff going on in the evenings, and so we'd have to rush after dinner, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's just kind of... But but no, I I liked it a lot, and our table mates were very nice and pleasant and funny, and we I had a good time. It was yeah. nice. Yeah, same. I would do it again. Uh, but that's that's pretty much the first day. It's kind of a whirlwind of get settled in, unpack. Yeah, Nancy's favorite thing. Unpacking Nancy's because favorite thing. You because you're on the ship for seven days, so you can like unpack and like have all your stuff nice, and not live out of a suitcase uh, and now remembering that we have to leave tomorrow and it sucks oh but the good news is we'll be back in december do we have anything in this trunk i'm sorry now i'm just looking at it and i'm nope it's empty nancy has packing on the brain no i i just thought of it we didn't look in there but no that we, we're we're okay there nancy yep you have to run this podcast because i'm gonna fall asleep do i okay uh, day two, uh, so day two and three are days at sea. Yep. Um, this was a rough one. <laughs> Literally. And we talked to a number of crew members who said they do not remember it ever being this rough this time of year. It's It was bad. Like, they said, I think, 15, 10 to 15 feet seas. I thought it was worse. Yeah. But, like, like the spray was coming up onto deck four where the jogging track well, is. sometimes the spray was hitting up at us on deck ten. Yeah. It was it was bad, and it was, like, rough. You could feel it rocking back and forth. We were going right into the wind, so it was just, like, you know, you're laid down, and you just feel like you're going back and forth, and, like, I, I, I felt... I, I felt bad because I know there's people who this is their first cruise and they're like, oh, my God, this is terrible. <laughs> and they had some people like the third night that uh, were there was a bunch of people leaving the restaurant with uh, plates to bring back to their rooms, which <laughs> poor Brian got, was I'm one of them. I'm not prone to motion sickness, but I got so sick that third night. I left dinner, one appetizer in and just curled up face down in bed. Yep. It was bad. And usually I'm the one who gets sick. And I was, I mean, I was not feeling great, but I was basically taking ginger pills like they were candy. And uh, I was worried because I thought Star Wars Stay at Sea would be worse because we were going to be sailing so fast. But it ended up being like a lot calmer and I didn't even feel sick. And it's annoying because we took the seasickness medicine that they have at the front desk but that makes you drowsy. That turns me into a zombie. So I was like, like all during Star Wars Day at Sea, I'm like, like zombie halfway through. But at least I didn't get sick. And yeah, I but, probably didn't need it. 
But at day like, two... Like, right now, we're sailing away from Castaway Key, and I can't even tell Yeah, the there. sea is just glass right now. I mean, that's I mean that's a good thing about yeah. having those few rough days. <laughs> Makes you appreciate when it isn't. Yes. Uh, day two, though. We just started day two with uh, Palo Brunch. Yes. And Palo Brunch is my favorite adult dining to book. Yes. Um... It was a lot of good food. Yes. Uh, We highly recommend the chicken parm. Yes. The lasagna. Yes. Our waiter insisted that we order the lasagna. We were not going to. We were going to wait to see how we felt. And he was like, nope, I'm bringing it. And we're like, okay. (laughs) Because the best thing about being on a cruise is that you don't have to. Well, some things you have to pay extra for. But like Palo Brunch is a set per person price. And, and, like, regular Palo, so, like, you can order basically every entree on the thing, and it's the same price as if you order one. Yeah. So, they're like, all right, we're going to bring it to you. And it was very, very, very good. Yep. They have cold buffet and then stuff you order off the menu, and it's just, we came back and I think you took a nap. I don't remember what I did. I took a little bit of a nap, and then I went to a uh, rum tasting. Oh, yeah. I went to the pool mm-hmm. and read. We did a lot of sitting by the pool. I Yeah, that was the day I tried to swim, and I had to stop because I was getting sick because it was so bad that the water in the pool was sloshing all over the place. Yeah, it was not a good day to go swimming. Nope. Um, but yeah, I went to do a rum tasting, and the drink seminars on board are a lot of fun. Yeah, even if you're not a big drinker, like, I'm not, but I wanted to do mixology, because they, like, show you how to make the drinks, which I thought would be fun. Um, so we ended up making, like, five drinks, and it was, you know, it was fun, because there wasn't, there was, I think I did two of them. I don't know if you did more than one. I did one of them. You did two of yeah, them. Yeah, but like basically they have like, you know, five stations set up and they're like, okay, five volunteers per cocktail and then you make the drinks and then you pass them around and like for the last one was a shot. So they like brought up a bunch of people to try to make it, but it was fun. Like even if you're not like a big drinker, I would recommend like doing mixology because it's interactive. Yeah, if you're and- not a big drinker... um. It's really interesting to see what goes into the drinks, and like the rum tasting I did, it was a really fascinating history yeah. lesson. And I remember the we did we did a beer one in Alaska, and I don't drink beer; I hate beer. But I did it with you, and I remember like I think it was interesting. I just didn't, you know, I didn't really like the beers. I just kind of sipped them and then gave them to you. But the the information was yeah was good. Uh, yeah, the uh, the bartenders they have doing these um, uh, drink seminars are super knowledgeable. Yeah, uh, I had Andre um, for the rum tasting. Who did we have for uh, mixology? You have it written down somewhere. I do. I don't think I do. I don't remember his name. Michael. No, was it? it was not Mario. Maybe I don't know. It was something with an M. I'm we'll sorry. find it. Yeah. But uh, no, it was. They were both a lot of fun. Yep. And yeah, e- like you said, even if you're not a big, uh, even if you're not a big drinker, um, the classes are just a lot of fun. And if you are a big drinker, it's like twenty bucks, and you get five different drinks, with, no matter what the uh, the actual seminar is. So yeah, that's pretty good. 
Yes, it, it <laughs> we is. Were, we were leaving very happy. Th- that we were. Um, let's see, that was day three we did that one. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't remember what we did. Oh, we went to see Thor, I think, the second day. Yeah, Thor Ragnarok, which was Again. fun. We hadn't seen it since... Uh, the first we'd time only we seen saw it, it once on its mm-hmm. original run. It's great. Yeah. I loved it a lot. Enjoyed um, it a great deal. Yeah, I don't remember all the stuff we did um, the first two days. We just, we did a lot of hanging out and we did some of the shows in the uh, the adult area. They have like comedians and stuff at night, um, which, which was, there was one comedian, Mary Ellen Hooper, who was really funny. Um but yeah. Yeah, so the the days at Seas are kind are kind of laid back. Yep. There are activities There's that are There's a lot of trivia. We won yeah. trivia. We, we, we won did a lot of trivia. Trivias. Mm-hmm. We what we won movie quotes trivia. We won 90s music 90s, trivia. No, TV tunes. TV tunes. With our table mates and mm-hmm. 90s music, we won with our table mates as well. And I think tonight we're going to try 2000s which and we're going to stink. I at think well, maybe because I think our table mates are coming to that ah. one, and one of them has said he knows a lot, so we'll see. We also wanted like a scavenger hunt, but we like teamed up with another group who just kind of pulled us in, so we did not do the Star Wars trivia. <laughs> no, no, because the only time we could really do that was uh... when they had the families, and we didn't want to. I di- I didn't want to like. I wanted well, little you... kids to be able to do it. And it ended up being, like, two grown men in the finals, and I was really annoyed because I'm like, dude, I would totally kick their butts. It's true. Nancy would have. <laughs> but, um, um, but our first port of call was... Um, St. Thomas. No, St. Martin. St. Martin. I mean, it doesn't really matter because we didn't go We didn't get the off the ship. I had a rum distillery tour booked, but I was still so motion sick from the night prior i couldn't get off the ship yeah so we just kind of chilled out and read and laid by the pool it's nice being by the pool on port days because there are not a lot of people there yeah and then the second port day we finally rode the aqueduct which is the slide yeah the uh, water coaster they have here which is always a good time yes um we saw uh oh no that was yesterday so yeah, the port days, I think we just kind of like hung out, did trivia, did the shows at night, that sort of thing. Yeah, that yeah. was kind of our standard evening fare. And then we had Star Wars Day at Sea. Yeah, so let's talk about Star Wars Day at Sea. Yep. So we started fairly early. Yes. And the first thing we did was the Porgs on board. Yes, which we still have, didn't find the one the fourth thing and i'm very angry about it it wasn't set up very well like so it's a scavenger hunt where you're supposed to find the porg nests on board and they're just like like things they they tape onto the walls you know but they have like a map of the ship to tell you where they are and then they have down on the bottom they you're supposed to translate the orbesh letter that's in each picture but and they have like a, a corresponding number but the thing is like the the number does not correspond to the picture on the map so you can't tell like where you've been 
Like, it would have made a lot more sense if the picture on the map had been the number that's mm-hmm. on the actual thing you're supposed to find on the wall. So, that was kind of confusing. It was fun, but it was confusing. So, I will I will write that on my comic card as a suggestion for next year. Yeah. Um, right after that, though, we did a, um, a writing seminar with... Uh, Delilah S. Dawson, who is the author of Star Wars Phasma, as well as a couple of short stories yes. in the Star Wars universe, which was a lot of fun. Yeah, that was cool because it was, you know, educational for, like, how Star Wars books are made and what goes into them, but also, like, just writing in general, like, how to write a story. So, uh, if you know, for people who just want to write, that was, it was useful and people who are just interested in how star wars is made it was also interesting Mm -hmm. um after that we just kind of hung around in the the atrium they had a lot of uh stuff going on in the atrium various little shows they did all the horn they did the horns uh they have two star wars horns uh we did uh I think we did some trivia that day, but I don't really remember what we did. I think we napped because we were both on motion sickness medicine. I walked in to see some of The Last Jedi, and then we saw The Last Jedi, like the whole show, the whole movie at the early showing. Mm -hmm. So we did that. Um, And then we did... We went to see the trivia at 7.30 in between the movie and our dinner. We had dinner. Uh, It it was a Star Wars theme menu. Uh, Our our server team, so the server team stays with you through the whole cruise, which is nice because you get to know them. And our assistant server, Marcelo, had been hyping up his Wookiee roar for the whole ship cruise. So we're all like, Okay, is this gonna be worth it? Like we're all our expectations are really hyped, you know, and then so finally he did it during dessert and we were all kind of like looked at each other like, Wow, that was actually really impressive. <laughs> it it lived up to the hype. Um and then there was the fireworks at night, um, which were cool. And we saw a juggling act. Oh yeah. Later. Was that that night? Yes. It was? Mm-hmm. No, it wasn't. No, that wasn't. That was the night before. Are you sure? Yes. Okay. Because last night was the movie. Black Panther. Yeah. Right. The the um the juggling act. So we saw we saw several shows. We saw um the f- one the first second night we saw Mary Ellen Hooper, who was a comedian, who was very funny. The Third night, I went to see the um, ventriloquist Taylor slash Mason. comedian Taylor Mason. You were not feeling well, so I went by myself, and he was hilarious. So the next day, we went to see him in the main theater. Uh, he did like his adult, his uh, family show. Uh, so we went to see that one, and that so you got to see that one, the the family show. Yes, yeah, I saw the family show with him. All his puppets. That was funny. Um, And then that night was the uh, 
or I think I don't know if it was that night or the next night was another juggler uh, comedian that we saw his adult show, which yes. was very funny. Yeah. Um, and then last night they had um, Star Wars Day at Sea ended with Marvel. Yeah, Star Wars Day at Sea ended with Marvel, so we had the fireworks. And then, um, so today we're recording on the 16th, and it's the premiere day of Black Panther. Um, and so I think we mentioned it on the last, Mar- on the last Mouse Droid that I figured out, oh, we're going to be on the cruise during the premiere, and usually they show them at sea. So, but I wasn't sure if they were going to do it or not because it was Star Wars Day at Sea, like the, the, the Thursday night before when they would show it like at seven o'clock. Mm-hmm. So they're not going to show it because they're showing the last Jedi all day. Um, and there wasn't anything on the schedule when we boarded the ship. So we were kind of disappointed, but then um, I think the next, the day before we got our navigators in our room and they had it on the navigator that they were going to be showing it at like 1201 AM. And then, uh, several times today they're showing it in the other theater yeah so. so and we could have seen it today to not be tired yeah. but we wanted to try the premiere yeah. at c1 well and to be fair the the one we would have gone to we would have had to go to the 515 showing mm-hmm. and it's 545 right now so yeah we wouldn't have we wouldn't have made it if no, with, with no. getting back on board and pack having to pack and so and having I to mean, fight everybody on board who wanted to go see it, there were—I mean, there were some moments where I was falling asleep, and I was like, "I'm not going to make it. There's no way I'm going to make it." But um, I made it. Quick review: We liked it. A I lot. liked it. Yeah, there was. Um, I thought the beginning was slow. There was a lot of times I was wondering what all the things happening had to do with any, everything else. Like, why are we in Oakland? I don't understand what how this is relevant and then of course later on you figure out how it's relevant um but like it i also had a problem like i guess like like with the character introductions like there it didn't really seem like there were any if that made sense like it just it was very much of a throw you into the movie and have you figure things out sort of thing Mm -hmm. which um I mean, I, I liked the movie overall. Like, I'm not going to say I didn't like it, but um, it wasn't... I mean, it's not my favorite Marvel movie, but it's definitely a good movie, um, and I think an important movie. Yes. <laughs> it said a, lot of, said a lot of things that needed to be said, um, and I am eager to see how Black Panther fits in with the rest of the universe. I did, I did appreciate that it was very much of a standalone movie. Yes, agreed. Um, like, because Black Panther was in Civil War um, and had a pretty, pretty big role in that movie and, um, you know, interacting with the other Avengers. But, um, like, I was glad that his first movie was mostly about Wakanda and him as a leader. Um is an end credit scene there are two of them uh so stay all the way to the end featuring another member of the avengers yes uh so you know you do get that connection to the other movies but it's the end credits so it's it lets these characters sort of get their due and i loved the general lady 
Oh uh, yeah, she was my favorite. And she's she's the one in the shot from the Infinity War trailer that I just want an entire movie of that shot. It's what who who is all in that shot? It's Black Panther, Cap, Bucky, uh Black Widow, Hulk. Uh is it War Machine or Falcon? I think it's War Machine. Mm-hmm. Uh and um uh, the the general from the general lady from Bla- I don't remember I'm, what her I name is. I am much more excited for Infinity War after seeing this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, me too. Uh, uh, but yeah, that's our quick review. Go see it. Yep, we enjoyed it. <laughs> and that brings us to today, where we were at Castaway Key, Disney's private island. It was beautiful. Uh, Eighty-two degrees, just perfect weather. We got a hammock in the shade. I slept for like three hours. And uh, I fell on my bike. Oh, we had lunch out uh, at Serenity Bay. We walked out to the sandbar. Met our favorite bartender of the cruise over at the uh, bar uh, by Serenity Bay. And Serenity Bay is the best. Yeah, there's no children there. Uh, yeah. (laughs) I mean, and they have steak at the barbecue, and they don't have steak at the family barbecues. Castaway Key is the selling point for DCLs. Caribbean and Bahamian sailings. Yep. It's so good. But now we're back in our stateroom and we're packing and it sucks. But we'll be back in December. Maybe we'll record another one of these in December. Our luggage tags are Chippendale. That's the only positive thing about leaving. (laughs) But yes, that was our cruise. We enjoyed it greatly. Yep. And we will catch you all on the other side back in the present so we can do an outro for this. Oh, are we done? Well, we're wrapped. Oh, okay. Was there anything else you wanted to talk about? No, I just didn't realize we were done. Yep, that was it. I'm sorry, everyone. (laughs) Catch you on the other side. Bye. Hope you all enjoyed that. Uh, We definitely had a blast on that trip, and we're looking forward to going back on the fantasy this December. Can we go back right now? Oh, I wish. I really wish. Uh, yeah, our next trip out is going to be a uh, very merry time cruise uh, this December. Uh, we're doing that with my family, and I can't, I can't wait. I, I love I'm I love so DCL ex- so much. I'm so excited to see characters in their little Christmas outfits. No, it's going to be great. Uh, oh, yeah. I can't wait. But yeah. Looking forward to that. All right, let's get out of here. This episode of The Mouse Droid has been brought to you by you, our Patreon subscribers. That's patreon.com slash Tashi Station. $1 level gets you into our Patreon-exclusive Slack team where you can hang with us and just chat with us and give us uh, suggestions for what you'd like to hear us cover on future episodes of The Mouse Droid. Uh, follow us on Twitter with uh, the handles Mouse Droid Show. Uh, you can follow Nancy with Nancy Pants. That's Nancy with an I. You can follow me with Lane Winry, L-A-N-E-W-I-N-R-E-E. Tashi underscore station is the uh, network account. Um, the Mouse Droid is a part of the Tashi Station podcast network. On iTunes or Google Play, you can find us there. Uh, leave a review if you like the show. It does help us grow the show. You can also subscribe to our mega feed for all more great shows from our network thanks for listening to another episode we'll catch you all next time bye bye
The Mouse Droid is a Tashi Station Network production. For more information and to hear more of our great shows, visit Tashi-Station.net.